Greetings, friends, and thank you for listening to the podcast, The Church Dismantled, The Kingdom Restored, or the podcast, Walter Brueggemann, A Prophetic Voice for Our Times. I have two of these running together, and sometimes I put one episode on one of them and one on the other, so you might want to check out both of them. Sometimes I put the same episode on both podcasts. Just a reminder that my uh, autobi- my biography of Walter Brueggemann, the first biography of Walter Brueggemann, entitled Walter Brueggemann's Prophetic Imagination, a Theological Biography, is available for $13.80 on Amazon, and the Kindle book is about the same price as well. The final chapter of that book discusses the relationship between Walter Brueggemann and Jim Wallace over many decades, and the mutual collaboration that they've had in their prophetic voice to the uh, American church. So if you've not picked that book up uh, and you want to read more about their relationship and what each of them has brought, I invite you to do so. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Greetings and welcome to the podcast, The Church Dismantled, A Kingdom Restored, a podcast about some things that God just may be up to in the world, in the church, in my life, in your life. I'm Conrad Kinegi. This is episode 81. When I told God when I would become a pastor, and God told me when I wouldn't, and why I'm thankful in retrospect that God knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. I'm so grateful that most of the time, most of what the future holds is unknown to me. For if I knew what it was, I would do my level best to make sure it happened sooner rather than later, or to make it disappear altogether, both of which are options that are more likely to create more pain for me and those I love rather than less, because my ability to make things work out in the end has long proven faulty, unreliable, unpredictable. After Heidi and Jacob and I got back together, after more than two years of separation, God in his grace provided a much-needed job for me at Elizabethtown College teaching sociology. I loved it, and I still do. But I assumed still that at some point or another, God would call me to some kind of formal ministry, since I had not become a missionary. Over and over, I repeated to Heidi and others that I would teach at the college until I turned 55, and then I would go to seminary and become a pastor. I had it all figured out. But in 1996, Heidi and Jacob and I began attending Elizabethtown Mennonite Church, where within a year or two, I was called to be an elder. Within another year or so, the congregation needed a pastor, and a couple of folks sensed that I might be one God was calling to lead the congregation. But I had a full-time job, and I wasn't sure how this would work out. But sure enough, the momentum grew, and I became a candidate for the position. What was I to do about the college? I called my friend and provost, Ron McAllister, and made an appointment to talk. I explained to him the situation, and he pressed me a bit on my sense of call. He was always a gentle soul with a rich depth of compassion, and once in a meeting with the Dean of Admissions, I had reacted pretty strongly about a situation that I felt deeply about. As I walked out of his office that day, Ron just looked at me and said, you having a bad day? You could have been more magnanimous. And that was all, and that was all Ron needed to say. I've never forgotten the moment. I did have to look the word magnanimous up in the dictionary to figure out that Ron was telling me that I should have been larger, that I could have given more space and grace to others in the conversation. This has long been a challenge for me, 
but Ron's words were a reprimand and a rebuke, wrapped in the grace and benefit of a doubt that maybe it was just an off day for me. Oh, that I might be able to wrap other shortcomings in that same grace. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget Ron. In any event, I left Ron's office having told him what I sensed God saying, and he said to me later that he called the president, who replied, do we have to allow him to do this? To which Ron responded something like, I don't think we have a choice. I think Conrad has heard from God. And so, thanks to a college that has consistently supported and made space for my ministry over the past 20 years, a way was made to release me from part of my college load in order to take on this pastoral call, a call that had come about 20 years sooner than I had scheduled it with heaven. Apparently, the receptionist in heaven the day I scheduled was sleeping, or failed to put it in God's calendar. So I was ordained in February 2000 and started off in what I've often said was the hardest five years of my life. Two months in, I was diagnosed with papillary thyroid cancer and began a three-year journey of five hospitalizations, multiple surgeries, and radiation treatments. Later in that first year, I was asked by a prominent member of the congregation to resign, and he distributed a letter to others in the congregation requesting that this occur. I would carry that pain for the remaining five years of our term. Finally, in 2004 or so, I was called to lead a study of Mennonite Church USA and decided I could not do everything on my plate, and so we resigned from the ministry in August of 2005. I've often said it was God's grace that called me away from the congregation, but bless their hearts, they would call us back in 2011 and give us another chance. And so since 2011, we've served in ministry at the same congregation, and I've often said that it was God's grace that brought us back. Then in February 2017, at the age of 52, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and now at 56 recognized there was no way I could be entering seminary and beginning a ministry call at this time in my life. How grateful I am that God does not allow us to set our own schedules, to develop our own plans, to create our own agendas. How grateful I am that I don't get to decide what happens and what doesn't happen in my life. And the sooner we recognize this, the sooner we come to understand that any excavation work we are doing is being done in the context of the one who is the grand excavator. Any story we think we are writing is being written by the omniscient and omnipresent author of all of history. And the sooner we realize how weak we are, how poor we are, how broken we are, the sooner the kingdom of heaven becomes ours, Jesus says. Be still and know that I am God.